Welcome to the JDS Podcast, a place to discuss happenings and exciting topics in our school community. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the CES JDS Podcast. My name is Nancy Wassner, and I teach high school English. Uh, Today, I'm here to talk about a project we do in our advanced junior English classes called the This I Believe Project. The title of English 11 Advanced is called American Voices. So over the course of the year, we survey a number of pieces of American literature, and we're always thinking back to the question of voice. How does a piece of writing represent an American individual, an American culture, or an American identity? And in the fall, we spend some time on a unit of rhetoric. We look at some of the great essays and speeches in American literature, like sermons of the colonial era. We read Emerson, Thoreau, the Gettysburg Address, Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech. One of the assignments in the unit is to deliver a This I Believe speech. This is modeled on the old NPR program, the radio program, and the parameters for the assignment come directly from thisibelieve.org. So they are tell a story about you, be brief, only about 500 or 600 words, name your belief, be positive, and be personal. Juniors really enjoy this assignment. It gives them the opportunity to think a little bit about their values. And then we deliver the speeches in front of the class, so not only do they get to think about their own values, but they also get to hear what's very important to their peers. So today, we are going to hear from four juniors from the class of 2020, and they're going to tell you what they believe in. Our first speaker today is Russell, who's going to tell us about the importance of building and working with your hands. I believe in building, and it pains me that it is falling out of style in this country. All around the United States, I see schools dropping shop class and woodworking, metalworking, leatherworking, all those amazing enterprises going out of business. The United States is training a generation of people who cannot build, cannot fix, cannot create anything to save their lives, but I am determined to break out of this mold. To me, building is about attaining a sense of accomplishment. Who here can genuinely say that they made something, something they are proud of? Who here can hold something up and say, look at this awesome thing, I made this. I know I can. I've made tables, rockets, computers, ball machines, model roller coasters, countless steps for Rube Goldberg machines, but it is not about what I have built. It's about knowing that I have the ability to to create, being able to tell myself, look at these things you created out of nothing. You got this. Building is about more than just taking a drill and poking holes into a piece of wood or gluing a stick to a board. When you build something, you have to go in with a plan. I remember about a few months ago, I decided to take on a new project. Build a rocket ignition system styled after an exquisite 1950s seafoam green and chrome automobile. That decision led me on an awesome journey of learning, failure, some more learning, obviously more failure, but ultimately accomplishment. I spent over a month planning out how I was going to make my project. Along the way, I learned a lot about circuit networks, thank you Mr. Hodges, material choices, the electronics industry, and crappy shipping from China. But most importantly, I learned that I had it in me to design such an intricate project. When it was all done, I began ordering parts and constructing. This is when I began to run into what I call happy accidents. After I took the PSAT, I was a bit curious, so I decided to wander into Goodwill. You never know what you're going to find in there. And just as I was about to leave, I spotted the ugliest, beat-up briefcase you could imagine. It was old, dirty, and smelled a little bit weird, but it was perfect. 
I quickly changed all my measurements and swapped around my design a bit. Luckily, I hadn't made any cuts in any wood yet. Sure, it wasted about two or three hours of my time, but it was totally worth it. Over this past weekend, I made my first cuts in the hardboard, the material that I'm using as my main circuit board, and then drilled some holes. I tested all of my electronics in the new openings, and they fit perfectly. And really, I accomplished something. I can hold up this piece of wood and say, I made this. This is mine. This is awesome. That's what building means to me, a sense of accomplishment, the ability to look at something and call it my own. This is why I believe in building. I love that so much. One of the tricks when students are struggling to write these This I Believes that I suggest is if you could be doing anything right now, what would it be? And a lot of juniors go write for their favorite sport. So our next speaker is Matthew, and he's going to tell you all about his favorite thing to do. I believe in running. There are people who see it as a hobby, even a lifestyle, or a task that you hate doing, but you have to get it done because it keeps you healthy. I'm not one of those people. Yeah, it's fun. I might even call it a hobby. Maybe. But that's not how I see it. To me, it's an outlet. A way to run away from all the problems in the world, leaving all your worries and doubts behind. Some would argue that it's better to face your problems head on. But what can I say? I'm a runner. In 8th grade, I wrote a story. It wasn't that long, maybe a page. In it, I described a conflict. I lie, sprawled across the top of my couch on bright fall afternoon. There are leaves on the ground outside, little kids walking home from the school next door. I want to go outside and play, but I also have homework. For years, I've struggled with this same conflict. Should I ignore my stressful tasks and go do what I want, or should I submit to the rule of society and do what is asked of me? Finally, I think I found the answer, or at least, I now understand why I had this conflict to begin with. But I had to ask myself, why do I want to go outside and run around in the first place? Why is that what I desire? And so I've answered the question, because it makes me feel free. Something, just something about the wind rushing through your hair, beating down on your ears as you soar, something about the blood pumping through your veins, across the ground, cutting through the air, leaves spitting out behind you, scattered by your movement alone. Something about that. I feel that when I'm playing soccer too. The balls pass through the defenders and I start to run. I feel my feet quickly rising and falling. After a few seconds, my body takes over. My legs turn so fast that I'm almost gliding along the surface of the ground. And all's forgotten. I don't always know what I'm going to do when I get to the ball. I really don't. Something just takes over almost a sixth sense. A rush of adrenaline controls me. I feel my feet connecting with the ground, yet I'm soaring through the air, leaving everyone and everything else behind. And then I stop. And I look behind me. And I can't even remember what I was running from in the first place. So I look at my feet, and I feel my heart beating, my breath heavy. And I keep running. And finally, I'm free. A lot of juniors give their This I Believe speeches about the benefits of extracurriculars like sports. As they gear up for college, teenagers are often thinking about the activities in their lives that add to their resumes and make them unique. But as they add classes and activities and community service to their days, it can become overwhelming. So this next speaker, Josh has his own take on what he wants to do to be the person he wants to be. I believe in quitting. 
The idea of quitting almost always comes with a negative connotation. From a young age, you are encouraged not to quit, but rather to just suck it up and stick with it no matter how hard it is or how much you do not want to continue. This year, I made a decision to quit the cross-country team despite the fact that it would hurt the team and that I had a shot at winning the league. It was a decision that I had made mentally years ago, but finally had the courage to follow through on. It was a decision that did not go over well amongst my family and the rest of the team. That being said, it was a decision that set me up for success and lifted what felt like weights off my shoulders. Since I quit, I have had a lot more time to focus on small things that I was really missing out on. I now get home at 4 rather than 6.30 and I have two more hours to get done with work. I now have more time to sleep and wake up well rested and energized rather than sore and exhausted. That being said, it's not just easier physically, but also mentally. Racing takes a toll on your body. Of course, it's hard to run constantly as hard as you can for up to 20 minutes, but for me, mentally, it was too much. Every time I raced, I never left feeling satisfied with my performance. I always had people telling me I could be better, be faster, be more mentally tough. It took a toll on me as a person. I circled the next day I would race, simply wanting to satisfy others more than myself. I would eat certain meals and go to bed by a certain time or else I genuinely believed I would not race well. It became obsessive. Over the summer, I went on a two-week vacation to visit family in New Mexico. I had a choice. I could either keep in shape and return ready for the season or I could enjoy my vacation and show up out of shape. I chose the latter. Honestly, it was not a very tough decision. I would much rather enjoy time with my family rather than wake up early to run in 90 degree weather and 5,000 feet of altitude. I had a great time and by the time we were heading home, I did not care that I would be out of shape for practice the next day. This was a revelation for me. It was the first time I did not keep in shape and did not feel guilty about it. I ran with the team for the first two weeks of school, but it felt empty. It was nothing against anyone personally, but I did not feel like I owed anything more to myself or the team. Returning to the mental aspect, I have been a lot happier since I quit. I have much less stress and I feel like I have enough time to get things done. Well, at first, my family did not agree with my decision. They now understand and see the positive effect it has had on me. It is important to remember that you are the only person that can truly decide what you do and also what you do not do. If you can change something that you are not happy with, it would be foolish not to do so. That is why I believe in quitting. Not because I enjoy letting people down. Not because I want to get rid of all the hard work I put in. Not because I want to make a statement. It's just important to me to be happy with what I'm doing. And when that is not the case, there is every reason to quit. And finally, because I'm an English teacher, we're going to end with Ahava, who believes in reading. I believe in reading and the power of a good book. I first started really reading in first grade. And once I started, I couldn't stop. If you left me alone for an hour, I could read a whole Junie B. Jones book by the time you got back. That didn't change as I grew. Fourth grade was when I was first exposed to Harry Potter and Percy Jackson, and reading became one of the most important parts of my life. My parents used to get annoyed at me for walking around the house reading, even on the stairs. I would always read at least three books at a time because I couldn't stop myself from reading all of the books I had checked out of the library. There was a pretty strict rule at the library at my school that you could only check two books out at a time, but I was special. 
The librarian knew how much I loved reading and would always let me check out four or five books at a time. She would recommend books for me to read and I loved every page. I loved discovering the world of magic and I loved reading about the struggles between good and evil. I loved picturing the dystopian futures that I read about and falling in love along with the main characters. I could feel their hardships and I could feel their triumphs deep inside me. The minute I read the first word of a book, I'm completely immersed. You could yell at me at the top of your lungs and I wouldn't hear you. It's like the world melts away and there's just me and the story. I become a part of it and it becomes a part of me. The feeling of reading a good book is something that can't be replicated. Once I got to high school, it became harder and harder to find time to read. I always had some homework assignment to do, a test to study for, or a person to text, and reading became less of a priority. I never gave myself time to read, and boy was I missing out. I had succumbed to the temptations of watching Netflix and scrolling through Instagram, and it wasn't until I went to camp, a phone-free place, that I remembered how much I love reading. Instead of checking social media and texting people, I would read every night before I went to bed. And for a brief time, I got to escape into a stress-free zone and get lost in someone else's world and adventures. I didn't have to think about how I felt a little left out during an activity or worry about a program I was going to run for younger campers. When I got back from camp, I continued to read every night before I went to bed. I started to remember that feeling, and I couldn't remember why I had let it escape me. When I read... I don't have to think about college and my future, all the homework that I have to do, or if my friendships are working out. For a few short minutes, I can think about different problems, problems that aren't so real to me. I get a break from everything going on around me, and I get to fantasize about magic, true love, and the post-apocalyptic world, and become someone else for even just a few minutes. My problems fall away, and I'm in a different world. And that is why I believe in reading. I love this project. Over the past few years, we've received this, I believe, on baseball and music and Shabbat dinners and speaking other languages. These four speeches we heard today were just a small sample of the amazing pieces our 11th graders delivered in class. The juniors get so involved in this project. They feel like they get to say something that really matters to them, something that's really true. And for me, that's what writing is about. That's what all authors are doing. They use writing to try to express a truth of some kind. I love giving students the opportunity to do that and also to hear all the varied truths that come from each other. Thanks for listening to the CES JDS podcast. I'm Nancy Wasner. Look out for the next episode. Thank you for listening. This has been a production of the Charles E. Smith Jewish Day School. Stay tuned for our next episode.